0: Hello, welcome back. Week eleven in review of the fantasy football podcast. I'm Justin Shapiro. I'm Zach Shepard. And today on Tropical Thursday, we're You're gonna be talking. We're gonna be talking some fantasy football. First, you know what's coming for all our you loyal listeners. All our loyal listeners know that here comes the boom is coming up next. I- meaning we will be talking about the number one QB, running back, receiver, and tight end from the last week. Y'all do really want it now, though. So here comes the boom coming at you. Number one QB last week was none other than the Bills starter, Joshua Allen. His name's not Joshua. It's Josh Allen. The Bills offense is... One of the most surprising this season, I'd say. The coach, Sean McDermott, uh, is really uh, starting to connect with Josh Allen and and take advantage of his athleticism. So we saw Josh Allen rush for over 50 yards. He had a rushing touchdown as well as 250 yards in the air. He ended up with a total of 33.8 fantasy points last week. I know they played Miami, and their defense is T-Rash, But he showed all facets of his game, like I said, through the air, on the ground. And he found a way to get into the end zone over and over again. So Josh Allen, number one QB of week 11.
1: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. Really going into the year, you can't picture them as a good offense. Josh Allen didn't really do what he was supposed to last year. This year, he's really coming into his own, starting to rush the ball a little bit, showing off his freaky athleticism. And he's really looked a lot better this year. Now onto the number one running back this week. I mean, I'm sure you guys could really guess who it is. Of course, Christian McCaffrey. He had 100 yes, sir. He had 191 yards from scrimmage and 11 catches for 30 points. He had 30 points without a touchdown. That's crazy. No touchdown and he had 30 points. <laughs> this man is ridiculous. He just does not stop. He is their entire offense and they're just going to keep giving him the ball and he he does not stop. He He is by far the best fantasy
0: player this year. Number one pick next year, and hopefully for the next couple years. He's a workhorse. Love him. Hopefully he wins MVP. We'll see. We're going to talk about him later in the show, too. That's
1: going to be
0: tough. That will be tough. So, the number one wide receiver, as you might expect from the number one QB, the number one wide receiver was John Brown. I have some interesting stats about John Brown. The Bills receiver has the most game, consecutive games with 50-plus yards in the league. Not Julio Jones, not Michael Thomas, not DeAndre Hopkins, John Brown. <laughs> yeah, no one expects the Bills offense to do what they're doing, but he had almost the same amount of points as Josh Allen. He had 33.2. He accounted for half of the Bills' receiving yards with 137. And he also caught two touchdowns. This guy is speedy. He can really run a good route. And, I mean, he's missed a consistency. 13, I think, games dating back to last year, 13 games in a row where he has 50-plus yards. As we said, the Miami defense isn't very good. But he's been doing it to every team, really.
1: Yeah, he's also an extreme surprise. He's really looking good this year. I mean, that's sad. I didn't know. That's actually really interesting to me. But he hasn't been putting up the type of games that he's put up this year in the past. Um, now on to the number one tight end, Ryan Griffin. A lot of you might be wondering who that is. Who even is this guy? <laughs> he is the tight end for the Jets. Actually, the backup tight end because um, Chris Herndon is actually out. And he's been out most of the year. They really, the Jets really have no true number one option in their offense. I mean, they have Robbie Anderson, who's supposed to be that guy. He doesn't really do much for them. Or Le'Veon, he's not doing anything for them. So they're looking for a pass weapon to kind of step up. And this week he was that. He caught all of his targets, five catches, 109 yards, and one touchdown. Um, I'll give him a little bit of time before starting to hype him up, but... I think that he really could come into his own, especially with Herndon out. We'll see how long that lasts and maybe what they'll do in the future with the two of them.
0: Sam Darnold back from mono earlier in the season. Hasn't really had a true stud besides Robbie Anderson in that one game against the Cowboys. Robbie Anderson. Right. So finally we see uh, a nice game out of a Jets receiver, I mean, in this case a tight end. So, yeah, great to see that. Not great to see Chris Herndon still out. I picked him up week (laughs) 8, thinking he'd play then. It's week 11, and I'm looking at my wrist, my imaginary watch, and he has not played. (laughs) Yeah, so Ryan Griffin, we're going to talk about him a little later because he needs to be on your team. So speaking of that, let's get out of here comes the boom and into... The talk about the waiver wire. While we're here, we're going to talk about people that we must add and players that we must drop. Zach, kick us off.
1: Okay, so first, as you all know, sorry for the Marlon Mack owners, but he is a hand injury. He's going to be out for a little while.
0: I'm a Marlon Mack owner.
1: Um, Playoffs are coming up, and I think that Jonathan Williams is going to be a really, really, really good addition at a flex spot for the playoffs. Um, Frank Wright came out and said that uh, Naheem Hines is going to continue the same role as a change of pace back, and Jonathan Williams is supposed to come back in the Marlon Mackerel role. This year, I mean this week, he had 147 yards from scrimmage and just about 10 carries, 11 carries. So... His yards per carry there is really good. Their O-line is solid. And I think that he's going to continue to put up these kinds of numbers.
0: As soon as I heard Marlon Mack went down, a.k.a. Zach texted me, (laughs) I picked up Jonathan Williams right away. Actually, I picked up Naheem Hines right away until Zach told me I need to pick up Jonathan Williams. And I read and I saw that that is accurate. Jordan Wilkins isn't going to be the guy. Naheem Hines will only be... As Zach said, the change of pace back. Those are words from Coach Reich. So, Jonathan Williams, 150 yards from scrimmage in a game where Marlon Mack played half. I'll uh, take it. I'll take it. <laughs> their O line is both dirty. both picked him up this week. <laughs> their O line is dirty. You need to have him on your team. Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson's a G. Disgusting. So, we just talked about our next player, Ryan Griffin. I mentioned him not too long ago. Is he gonna be the guy in the Jets offense? We don't know. That's why he's worth the pickup. The tight end spot, the tight end role across the league has been pretty depressing this year. I mean, there were five at the beginning of the year and two of those players are non factors. I'm talking about Evan Engram being hurt and O. J. Howard not being good at all. But right now, there's really only three, four solid receivers receiving tight ends. You know, Kelsey, Ertz, Waller, Andrews.
1: Hooper before
0: that. Hooper before he got hurt. Kittle before he stopped playing. <laughs> so, he's definitely worth a pickup. I might even put him into the starting role. I mean, yeah. after last week... In some of the deeper leagues, he's a starter. Yeah, definitely in your 10 or 12 leagues, he could be and should be a starter... And hopefully for the rest of the season, but we'll see. Yeah.
1: Their, their offense is really, really tough, really risky. I think that Robbie Anderson is a perfect example that he relies on big plays and touchdowns, and Ryan Griffin had a pretty solid week, but it doesn't look as good without the touchdown, obviously. Um, now on to Bo Scarborough. So a lot of you probably don't know who that is. Um, he struggled to find a roster spot most of the year, but carry on went down And really, after that, they didn't have a guy, so they took a chance on him. He looked decent this week. He had 14 carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. The touchdown was like a two-yard run, not a big deal. But I think he's worth the pickup, definitely worth the chance, especially in deeper leagues. I think that you can't go wrong. I mean, ride it out a couple more weeks, obviously, with playoffs coming up. Um, He could start to fill in a role. Um, I definitely think he's worth the pickup, though
0: carry on was really good before he got hurt and without stafford jeff driscoll's been pretty weak so i didn't really know about him until sunday but he is worth the add maybe not worth the start just yet as zach said so again another person that you need to add but not start we'll see
1: so now on to James Washington out of Pittsburgh. Um, The door literally has just opened up for him. Juju's now hurt. Hopefully he comes back soon. He's on my team. Deontay Johnson just got hurt the same week as Juju. And they're both kind of short-term injuries, hopefully. But I think that James Washington could really step up, especially right now with the two of them questionable for this week. He's actually looked pretty solid in his last three games. He's averaging about 10 points per game. Um, I think that he's somebody that's pretty explosive, and as a young guy, I think he has a lot of potential for the Dynasty Leagues at least. I think this year he's definitely worth the pickup. doesn't hurt. With these two guys out, who knows how long these injuries are going to affect them.
0: I really think that he's a no-brain add. Yeah, definitely add him if he still is on waivers because, like Zach said, he has had a few good games recently. I know in my, in my deeper league, he's no longer on waivers, but uh, in, my, in my 10-man league, he is. So definitely worth the add if he's there. Now we've talked about players you need to add. So to combat that, let's talk about players who you need to drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. First one being My favorite player from fantasy, A.J. Green, it's time, it's time to let him loose. I drafted him in my first league ever, he was a stud back then, he's still a stud now, except his ankle is not a stud, His his ankle is a dud, and I've missed him. All A.J. Green owners should be pretty annoyed. I thought he was going to play week one. I drafted him in the fifth round. But it's time to let him go if you haven't already. If he does play, it might even be in a limited role. I'm just so sad about it. Zach, finish it off.
1: I think A.J. Green is the only or one of the few guys that I've heard stay relevant all year without playing. I mean... When he comes back, if it's this season, if it's next season, he's going to continue to have the same type of role as always. I mean, Tyler Boyd's starting to take over his role, but AJ Green is such a solid guy, and it's really tough to see for the guys that picked him this year. And it's really sad that you have to let him go, but I think it's time. And these must-ads will help replace him, help you make that playoff push that you guys are going for. Next, we have... Zach Pascal on Indianapolis. Um, I thought that he was going to be a great pickup. I picked him up a couple weeks ago once T.Y. got hurt. He had one good game, really didn't do that much for me, kind of disappointing. But now that T.Y. is back, I really don't see him as a big option. He didn't do much most of the year with T.Y. I I would let him go. There's really nothing that you have out of him, no upside.
0: His stats were significantly worse when T.Y was on the team and as we said the run game is really picking up for the colts they might stick to that they're spending more of their snaps running the ball drop zach pascal especially if you want to pick up someone like jonathan williams that wraps it up for the day thank you all so much for listening we love each and every single one of you of course of course peace Out. See you later. Peace. Peace. Peace.